0: Hello friends. Before we start today, a note about a special giving opportunity through Compassion Radio. This week and this week only, to double your gift for a special offering to the church in Ukraine. Our friend Oleg Magdich is busy right now preparing the church for the onslaught of the potential war that might happen very soon there, and we need to stand with them. This matching gift is for at least twelve hundred dollars and available to you if you'll give this week. So every dollar you give will be matched. Our toll-free order line is one-eight hundred-eight six eight. 2478. You can also give anytime online at CompassionRadio.com. And now to the program. Today on Compassion Radio.
1: This last eight years of war, it wasn't very easy years for many people. And people who stay here in this country and not go abroad, uh, they're heroes in some sense. (laughs) I'm glad to see in our Ukrainian church not many hate russia it's very important for christians don't hate their enemies but it's hard to bless them <laughs> russian we're our brothers
0: the world hasn't slowed down and neither have we hi and welcome to compassion radio reporting from the front lines of faith Sometimes those front lines collide with the leading stories in every newsfeed. For the past few days, we've been getting a first-hand dispatch from some of the most influential modern Christian leaders in Ukraine, and there's more to tell today. First off, a short segment wrapping up our deep dive into Ukrainian history and modern challenges for the faithful with Oleg Dmitrenko, former financial director at the Ukraine Evangelical Theological Seminary in Kyiv. He's still very involved with the current outreach of the church as it prepares the hearts and minds of their countrymen for the struggles that are definitely ahead and bringing the kingdom of God to the places it's most needed. And we'll also introduce you to another key player in the work to prepare the next generation of faith leaders in that region. Thanks for joining us today, and let's get to it.
2: At that time, when the eastern part of Ukraine was occupied, there were military actions, there was a real war. The world was only, so to speak, concerned. or European partners were deeply concerned. Mm. There wasn't this voice of unity to Mm. stand against the aggression. There was a lot of this playing around with the aggressor, uh, with the tyranny so what is happening now, it seems to me that the world finally started to realize how real this threat is. Mm. And actually, I like the fact that the American leaders, they are standing, they are speaking loud. Yeah. They have this strong position. I think this is very healthy because this uncovers these evil intentions. Yes. That has power. Truth has power. We don't know what will happen, but it's very possible that because of this stance for truth, it's very possible that that will stop the aggression. But for us here, the question is open. We don't know what would happen, so we pray. We ask you to continue praying for us. Please continue to pray for Ukraine, for the Ukrainian people, for our safety, and prayer is powerful. Uh, I believe in the power of prayer, especially in situation like this. It is because there is a lot of demonic in this intention to kill other people, to destroy and to ruin. It's very demonic. Yeah. It's a spiritual problem besides the political. So uh, the, if the church takes this seriously and is strong in prayer, I really believe it has the power to stop the aggression.
0: And we'll pray that way. And I would encourage our our friends that hear this program, don't be afraid to ask God to thwart the plans of evil men and to stop the plans of evil for the people of Ukraine and for the greater Rus. They are people that God created. And they've been fighting a spiritual battle for a very, very long time. And yet the gospel came to Rus and stood on those hills above the Dnieper River and said, this this will be a place of worship. This will be a place where the cross is raised high. That is your spiritual heritage in that country, and it's not lost. And I know that God will continue to bring it to fruit every generation, and he has his people. And unless you obviously are one of those people that God called out, he preserved your ancestors, literally, saving their lives so they could be here to produce this generation. And you are now leading In many ways, in industry, in the church, politically and morally, you are on the forefront. So I thank you so much for sharing the story of Ukraine through the story of your family, because they're one and the same. You are Ukraine. Is there any closing word you'd like to share with us at Compassion Radio as we look forward to the days and weeks ahead in covering you all in prayer?
2: I just wanted to say that uh, I'm very encouraged By the power of the body of Christ, you know, that doesn't have any borders, uh, no ocean, you know, can divide us. And uh, there is power. And so I'm encouraged that our brothers and sisters in the United States uh, are boldly, you know, they're saying that we are praying for you. It's really encouraging. It's really needed. We don't feel, you know, left alone uh, and we feel the support. So I like that. And I just ask to just keep praying, keep praying.
0: We will. I'm going to go ahead and pray over you right now, Oles. Yeah. So to close out, I would simply say, Father in heaven, thank you so much for Oles, my friend, and for his family, and for the incredible mentorship they've been to me in my faith, because they've shown what it's supposed to look like. And they've been brave in sharing where they've been wounded and where they've failed, and the things that you've done to restore them and establish them. That you are a God that does not regard failure as unqualifying you look at us and realize that success is something that's going to be a mutual creative thing. You're going to build in us the capacity to do your will, and we're going to have the capacity to say yes. And Together, you had ordained us to change the world. And Oles is doing that in Ukraine right now, and he's also a testimony of what you are doing, Lord, in that country right now. Preserve him, please. Protect his family and the greater family of believers in Ukraine from the schemes of the devil and of evil forces in high places. I pray, Lord, that you bring those forces very low. And I'm not just talking about politics or militaries. I'm talking about spiritual forces that want to derail and to torment and to destroy your church on this earth and even just the people you created, that the devil hates humans because they're yours and you've claimed them. So I pray not just a blanket of protection to keep the battle away, but for real peace to come upon the country of Ukraine and the country of Russia. That you would do a new work, and you would establish your kingdom like never before, and advance it, to advance the territory of your angelic hosts and the people that you ordained to claim that territory for Christ. Not because we want to have power over people, but we want to know the power of your Son in us. In your name, I pray. Amen.
2: Amen. Thank you very much.
0: I'm not ashamed whatsoever, my friend, to say I love you and that I am praying for you. And you've never been far away from our thoughts. Every time we think about traveling to Ukraine, I walk the Maidan on again with you. So thank you so much yeah. for spending some time with us. And it's been two hours. I know it's like late bedtime for you now. I apologize for keeping you up late.
2: That's okay. I planned this time. I'm I'm open. I'm, I was open completely.
0: Thank your wife for letting me seal you away for a couple of important evening hours.
2: Yeah, I, I hope they will be good ones, make sense.
0: Everything you said is important today. I'm very grateful.
2: Thank you very much for your trust. This is a privilege for me. Thank you.
0: There couldn't be a more important time to talk about the state of the church in Ukraine than right now. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Compassion Radio will continue to keep bringing you encouragement from the word inspiring stories from the front lines of faith, and awesome opportunities to make a difference for the kingdom around the world. But we need your help right now to continue doing just that. Please take a moment today to consider how you might help us to accomplish our unique media ministry and mission. Remember, friends, Compassion Radio is always a coalition of the willing. Are you willing to help get out God's good news stories of the kingdom really living the gospel in the 21st century? Oh, I hope so. Thank you, friends, for standing with Compassion Radio during these times of great change to our normal life. Of course, there's nothing normal about our situation, but there's also nothing normal about the kind of faith and power we find in Jesus. As I mentioned at the top of the program, we have a very special giving opportunity this week and this week only to double your gift for a special offering to the church in Ukraine. Our friend Oleg Magdich is busy right now preparing the church for the onslaught of the potential war that might happen very soon there, and we need to stand with them. This matching gift is for at least $1,200 and available to you if you'll give this week. So every dollar you give will be matched. Just visit our website, CompassionRadio.com, or call our toll-free order line, 1-800-868-2478. Our mailing address is Compassion Radio, P.O. Box 2770, Orange, California, 92859. Reach out to us whatever way works for you. And now for Part 2 of our program and another perspective on what's happening right now in Ukraine. For this section of our Compassion Radio program, we're going to turn it over to someone who's also on the ground in Ukraine, in Kyiv. We have Marina Yarmolenko, and she's a friend of ours from the Evangelical Theological Seminary there in Kyiv. And Marina, thank you for staying up late with us tonight to talk about what's going on right now.
1: You're welcome. I'm glad I'm glad to talk about our situation uh, yeah, My name is Marina Yermolenka, and my position in Ukrainian Evangelical Theological Seminary in Kyiv is I'm head of music department and our seminary, our school is um, almost in Kyiv. Right now in Kiev is um, not worried. people keep calm, but some people feel sometimes panic because everyone watch television every day yeah. of course. and right now we are overwhelmed by information from different parts of world, mm-hmm. and sometimes it seems uh, for me like in u s some people have more level of panic even here. <laughs>
3: <No> uh, <doubt. laughs>
1: yeah, sometimes, sometimes, yeah. We have panic sometimes, especially last week before 16th February. It was first day, what's prognosed about start of war. And uh, we worried so much and we prayed, but we are still alive.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm glad about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but a level of fear, sometimes very high, yeah. Um, but I see many people in Kiev they stay here at home. Some people leave country right. and go to Poland and other countries. yeah, but I see many people. they stay here in Kiev. They go to market, buy food, and try to live like everyday life. Oh. yeah, for us, it's big help to go to work and doing something without thinking a lot about war. But we hear different news, and especially yesterday evening, there's bad news about this Republic, Luhansk and Donetsk Republic, and Putin's decision. Yeah, it was bad news.
0: Not encouraging in the least. We can try to imagine from here in America what it's like facing down a major invading army at your borders. And we would think how unnerving that would be. But you all have lived with this for a very long time. So Ukraine has been under the thumb of Russian forces under the Soviets for many, many years. And then during the transition to a democracy, and you, along with the UTS, was very involved with helping the people of Ukraine capture the vision of what it's like to be a free people, to be able to freely Uh speak your mind, Uh to live freely to choose the kind of career paths you wanted, to choose the religion or the worship environment you wanted to be in, or none at all. It was a liberalization of your country like it has never happened before. And you all were at the very forefront of that because you believe that faith in action makes a difference. And so Oles and I have talked about that the past few days. Yet the threat has always been there, and it wasn't long after this revolution of dignity, as Oles put it, that brought the new government and the new structures into place Right away, Russia was biting off chunks of Ukraine to see if it's possible to gain influence again. And that happened in 2014. It's always been there for you in the modern era. It's not far away from your mind, so you have to go on with living. We don't understand that much in America, that you've had this experience for so many years and have managed to cope with it. What is different about this chapter right now for the believers in Ukraine? What are you praying most for and what do you encourage us in the West to focus on as we pray for you?
1: um for church yeah maybe all the 30 years of our freedom like uh, independent country we had great great freedom for our churches Mm -hmm. uh, for our faith even today we had great um, conversation with students with musicians and we remember how many projects we could do through these years how many camps, conferences, youth camps, evangelistic Mm -hmm. projects we had these years. And it was great time for Ukraine for spiritual growing. Mm -hmm. It's better, it's best, I think, than in Russia. We see openness, our people to faith, to Christian faith. Mm -hmm. And even if not all people in country go to the church on Sundays, uh, they hear about gospel and they're open to God inside and mm. they're close to Christian gospel principles. I love our people. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love our nation, the Ukrainians. We are open. We had a lot of suffering in our history. It's true, really. And even this last eight years of war, it wasn't very easy years for no. many people. And people who stay here in this country and not go abroad, uh, they're heroes in some sense. Yes, <laughs> they're <so> brave. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, because this danger is from Russia still be with us um, this eight year. Yeah, but for church, it was freedom time. And uh, I'm glad to see in our Ukrainian church not many hate. Mm. Russia uh, mm, in pe- in people's heart, and I think it's very important for Christians. Don't hate their enemies, but it's hard to bless them, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and it's hard how pray about our enemies. Mm. because we were shocked in 2014 because russian were our brothers they were relatives for us mm. we we have relatives in in russia and we were totally shocked with this deal yeah and right now we need to have wisdom mm. and peace inside we should be strong in spirit and we should understand how pray about our country about our people here because we need to be example of in these circumstances how we believe to god Mm. we should be example for unbelievers Mm. we should be calm and trust god Mm. first because a little bit panic can be among christians too here. Yes, absolutely. But we need to be really strong and um, look on the Lord and trust and pray about our army, about our government, because we need to have unity.
0: Absolutely. We're committed to that kind of prayer for you and for your country. We do want to see you all continue to be the examples of Christ's likeness, that you are the representatives of the kingdom. You are the kingdom, in Ukraine, and God has established you as ambassadors, and you have a place, and you establish that by your sacrifice and by your selflessness, you're already a great example. May God sustain that in you. Uh, Sandy's got a question for you here, too.
4: Okay. Marina, I was just wondering, as the leader, as the director of the music department and the worship department at the seminary, and you meet with students on a daily basis, you see them, how are you talking about these things, the situations in your country? How are the students Responding to what's mm-hmm. happening and how are they dealing with it?
1: What I see and I'm glad to see this in our... They are glad and they don't worry about politics and even war. It's cool. It's great. Some of them worry because their parents mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. are so worried about them because they're students in Kiev mm-hmm. yes. And in this situation, it is not a safe place for some parents. We believe it is a safe place, but we can't be sure. Students keep calm and keep strong faith that God will help our country. Hmm. Most of them are so patriotic people. They want to to pray every day about Hmm. country, about this situation together in the evening. Even our services in UETS right now became more involving. Mm. You know, it's like students woke up mm. and everyone woke up. Uh, even in our church last Sunday, people sang more loudly, mm. more involving than every Sunday service before. Uh, students, uh, they're okay. They're not so unexcited. Oh, sorry about my voice. Word. <laughs> Your not words so are word. violent, don't yeah, worry about it. Sorry that. about my
3: uh, English.
0: Marina, we don't have much time for this segment. I do want to get a, a full report from you when we have more time to talk about what's happened this week and how God answers your prayers. But tell us, as believers here in the West, what you want us to know about your situation and what you want us to know about what God's telling you right now.
3: Oh,
1: it's hard question. Yeah, we are thankful to all Christians around the world about prayers about posting on Facebook about Ukraine. It's really big support for us mm-hmm. and even messages. Some Americans send me this week messages between us. Mm-hmm. It is encouraging me. It's encouraging my colleagues because they friends from different countries send messages and ask questions and worry about us. It's very important for us not feel our country like alone. Mm-hmm. Prayer request: Pray about strong for Christians here, and wisdom, special wisdom uh, for our government, for army, for influential people here. You know, maybe Alas, he understands political situation more holistically.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I see one side. Yeah, I I hear all all news. I know about all speeches of our president or Putin speeches. But it's hard to understand wall picture. Mm. And even some people from Army don't speak a lot for everyone about what happened mm. on the front line, yeah. because some people can be so afraid about this, mm. yeah. Well, Marina,
4: let us pray for you right now and just encourage you in that way. Father in heaven, we are so grateful for this time that you've allowed us to have with Marina. And God, we just ask that you would quicken our hearts to remember the people of Ukraine, to remember our sisters and our brothers in Ukraine, that our fellow believers need a fresh encouragement of the Spirit. And God, we just pray that you would, by your Holy Spirit give them wisdom and insight into their situation, into how they need to respond as followers of Christ. And God, I pray for those of us here in the West that are spectators in all of this crisis and all of this world event that's happening there, that you would give us insight in how to pray, even supernaturally, how to pray for people in Ukraine that need a touch from you, that need to hear that you are the hope of glory, that you are the hope of peace and freedom, regardless of what's happening in the political world. And God, I just pray for strength and I pray for safety for all of those people that are so close to what's happening on the borders with Russia and Belarus. And God, I just pray for your direct intervention in all of this. And help us here in the West to be strong and courageous for our brothers and sisters in Ukraine. And I pray that you would help them to be strong and courageous. Lord, that they would trust you as their strength and their fortress and their shield against those enemies that would put them down, that would um, take their freedoms from them. God, again, I thank you. I thank you for our friendship with Marina and for our friendship with the folks at UETS. I thank you for how they have encouraged us through the years, and I pray that we can continue to do that for them as well. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.
0: Marina, thank you for staying up late with us today and letting us know your heart so we'll be praying for your people because we read the scriptures that every major battle that God ever fought If you put anybody on the front lines, it was always the worship leaders and you as a leader of worship leaders helping to build the worship culture and the power of the spirit in your people in Ukraine comes because of the work you do. And we are so proud that we get to know you and see you firsthand doing that work and raising up young people, especially to be frontline spiritual warriors. Thank you again for sharing a little bit of this story and we'll follow up with you real soon hopefully at a time of day when it's not quite so late for you
1: thank you guys god bless you well thank you marina god bless you too yes blessing blessing good night
0: Remember, none of this is possible without you. If you believe hearing the good news from the front lines of faith builds your faith, then let us know today. Send your special gift for the church in Ukraine today, and it will be doubled with a matching grant. Just call us at 1-800-868-2478. Write us at Compassion Radio, PO BO Box 2770, Orange, California, 92859, or make your gift through our website, CompassionRadio.com. We need you, friend, so contact us today. God bless, and we'll see you tomorrow.